At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. We are off and running on a Tuesday evening. The baseball playoffs are underway. Officially, we had the wild card series over the weekend. We've had some dogs coming home. I know my partner in crime, Sean King, enjoys that very much. We are Full steam ahead to week six of the NFL season. Week seven of the college football season should be phenomenal. And oh, by the way, the hockey season starts tonight there, Puckstradamus. Good time to be a sports fan. Absolutely, it is. And guess what? A rematch of the division championship series last year between the Rangers and the Lightning. What better place to start the hockey season than New York? Revenge spot for the Rangers. I'm a Lightning fan, diehard. You guys always know that, but I don't bet with my heart. I utilize my mind because ultimately I am pulling from my pockets. Did you bet against your team? I did. I like the Rangers tonight. Revenge spot. Uh, Tampa knocked them out. They should be fired up. Crowd should be all into it. It's a good time to be a sports fan in the Big Apple right now. The Jets looking like they're competent. The Giants, what, tied for second place in the NFC East. The Knicks haven't lost yet. That's I mean, true. hey, Brooklyn, all three of the ben Simmons amigos is, are, are in camp getting ready to play. Ben Simmons is airballing shots when they're out at parks. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Like the one camera yeah. catches the one. It's probably the only shot he put up and, that missed the entire – I don't even think he hit the backboard. No. It was terrible. Um, by the way, I wish we had a sounder for when you put yourself in hypocrisy. You have given me so much crap. 
about when I bet the Nats under win total. And I said, look, I'm pulling for my pockets. That's what you do. And here you are tonight, the first game of the NHL season. And what does my co-host do but bet against his beloved Tampa Bay Lightning? I don't want to hear it ever again, sir. Let me ask you a question. I'm all for pulling for your pockets. Let me ask you a question. Has a hockey team ever gone undefeated through the regular season? They have not. Absolutely. So it's inevitable that the Lightning and everyone else in the National Hockey League are going but to lose. But you're not supposed to bet I'm against them. Not you bet going against them. Against you bet them against them having a championship or playoff type of season. What you did with the Nationals is unacceptable because for you it was correct. to cash your ticket, correct. they had to be abysmal through the entirety of 162 games. So I don't want to hear you try and compare nope. this apple uh-uh. to your rotten banana. Nope, 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 nope. I was right. You're wrong. I was right. You're wrong because the Washington Nationals did not win 71 games, and I felt very confident about that. I told our listeners about it. It was in our emails, and everyone who joined me got to cash a ticket. And honestly, Sean, for the sake of our show, I hope you get to cash a ticket tonight, too. Thank you very much. Because I want people to pull for their pockets and make money. I have no issues with you betting on the Tampa, uh, New York Rangers tonight. I have an issue with, you called me out for betting against my team, who won a World Series, no big deal, a couple of years ago. And... You took a season under. That's completely different than How going is it different? against them it's a in the bet. season opener. It is a bet, and my bet cash. I've never with said you can't take a side in a particular game. But what I would never take the under on the Lightning season win total or the Bucks season win total or the Rays season win total because that's me saying I don't want them to be successful did you, over the long run. Did you, do you have – You're just not really a Nats fan. Do you have? No. Because you bet against the Nats. You talk bad about the Commanders. I, I mean, you well, don't even mention com- the Wizards. I'm not a Commanders fan. The Wizards, what is that? <laughs> what is – is that a is that a sports team? You have no loyalty. That's it. I mean, I, it's, it's really clear. I have plenty of loyalty. Hey, let me ask you a question, Sean. So – your Rays, shockingly, have been eliminated from the postseason. Do you have futures tickets? Yes. On other teams? Yes. So you bet against the Rays? No. Hypocrite. At the time I made the Mariners and the Padres to win the World Series wagers, the Rays had all kind of injuries. Mm. We were teetering on the last wild card spot. So you're like Pete Rose. You wouldn't bet against your team, but you just know when not to bet on them. I think that's the same exact thing. That was very eloquent. Very well put as well. Thank you. Outside of the Pete Rose comparison. He's got better hair. All right. I don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) Hockey is here. Puckstradamus is there. Even though, are you Puckstradamus yet? No, I'm just Puck right now. I'm not all the way Stradamus. This is just a a, a scheduling, a situational thing. Look at you playing situational Yeah, I think the Rangers have a Mm. huge emotional edge tonight. Like a proud papa. Philadelphia, by the way, earlier today held on to win Seven to six, you're able to cash a plus ticket on uh, the Phillies over the Atlanta Braves. Uh, That was, depending on where you were, around plus 180 or so. And uh, right now, the Seattle Mariners, they jumped all over Justin Verlander, knocked him out of the game. They lead six to three, that one in the top of the seventh inning. Still to come tonight, Dodgers-Padres, that's the late-night affair. Julio Urias and uh, Mike Clevenger and then Quantrell and Garrett Cole on the Hill. We'll actually preview that game because our guest at the bottom of the hour, Adam Burke from yeah. Beeson, is a huge Guardians fan. So I did something this morning. What'd you do? 
uh, as it pertains to how to bet today's baseball. All right. I like to hear it. And I was having a conversation with myself. Um, as you were one to do. And I said, isn't baseball a game of rhythm? Being in rhythm, pitching and hitting, being able to see the ball off of the hand of the pitcher, pitcher being really comfortable with how he can locate all of his pitches. Well, who has a huge advantage, at least in game one of these series? To me, it's the teams that played in the wild card round. So what I decided to do, I'm going, yes, there will be a first run in all four games today. And I bet the underdog, because they were such big underdogs, first three innings and first five innings. I didn't want to get involved with the bullpens. So, so far, I'm 6-0. and There have been runs scored in the first inning of both games, uh, Verlander and Max Freed, the Braves and Astros aces, respectively. Both showed a lot of rust early in those games. And you're getting such a great number on really good teams. The Mariners, what, plus 190? Uh, I think the Phillies were slightly less than that. And I didn't have to deal with the bullpen. So I didn't have to sweat out the 7-6 final in the Phillies Braves because all my tickets had cashed by the fifth inning. So I'm going to do the same thing in the uh, Guardians and Yankees. Hopefully you guys can come with me. So that's Yerfi. Yes, there will be a run in the first inning. And I'm also taking the Guardians in the first three and first five. And I will emulate, uh, mimic those same bets in the Padres-Dodgers contest as well. You know what I just did? I just bet on the New York Rangers. Nice. Back in my guy here. Let's go, man. You know? Once again, I pull for my pockets. I pull for you. And uh, I'm not hypocritical. I I just, I think it's important (laughs) to fire on the bets that you believe in. Oh, man. By the way, the uh, Mariners just hit another home run. And I'll be honest with you, the way that that left field (laughs) wall has played today, the over in all of these games may be the play. Can I, I, I need a live camera on our friend Joe Fan from, uh, from Wynn, uh, who's been in studio, not on this show, but on, uh, Vicent, on, our, on the nightcap, because I, I don't, he's got to be losing his mind right now. This is uh, game one. The biggest, oh, I don't, he's, not, he's not rational. He goes bonkers yeah, in April. game one. All right, let's get to a little bettable or forgettable, and we'll start with a little, uh, a little scuttlebutt. Regarding Odell Beckham Jr. Now, he tore his ACL, of course, in the Super Bowl and isn't expected to be back until November. But when he returns, as has been reported, there is expected to be a lot of teams interested in the services of Odell Beckham. He signed with the Rams last uh, November after being cut from the Cleveland Browns. And uh, he is reportedly being linked to the Los Angeles Rams. Is this bettable or forgettable scuttlebutt, Sean King, that Odell could be headed back to Los Angeles? Well, I think it's forgettable. Well, because first of all, there's nothing imminent that's about to happen. And secondly, with the way the Rams look, there's no way he's going to play there. I mean, because ultimately he's playing to hopefully come in, finish the season on a high note, and then get one more nice-sized contract, right? Have you watched the Rams? Like, I wouldn't want to join that passing offense. First of all, Cooper Cup's going to get a, a lion's share of targets. And secondly, I mean, don't look like Matthew Stafford has much time to uh, consider throwing the football to anyone else. So I just think there are better spots if he wants to come in and make a statement. I mean, he could go to Buffalo. He could go to Tampa. I mean, it, because he's going to be a, on the veteran minimum, which is going to be prorated because he's missed most of the year. 
So almost every team will have the cap space to fit him in for the remainder of the season because it won't be about money. It'll be about opportunity, maybe his pursuit to get his second ring, but more importantly, an opportunity to go somewhere and finish the season really strong, make some noise in the playoffs, potentially get another contract. I know this team is coming off of a loss, and it wasn't a pretty one. But they were interested last November. They did not offer nearly as much money as the Rams did. What about the Green Bay Packers? No. For one, you're coming off of a, a torn ACL. You can go play in Green Bay, Wisconsin for the last five, six weeks of the season. Uh, I probably wouldn't go anywhere that plays outdoors where I know it's so going you're telling to be me, freezing. You're telling me the Super Bowl favorites come calling, the Buffalo Bills, and Odell says no? Well, that might be a unique situation. <laughs> but you said Green Bay. I did. Right. Green Bay wanted him last year, and he'll certainly get plenty of targets if he were to go to Green Bay. So I'm just pointing out. Uh, by the way, there's an article up on ESPN.com written by Jeremy Fowler, and uh, he said uh, one NFC personnel director said about Odell going to L.A., it makes the most sense if you're coming off an injury, why start over with a new offense. Well, because the Rams stink right now. So <laughs> maybe the Rams are auditioning the next four or five weeks to prove to Odell that they're worthy of his services in 2022. I mean, the Rams look bad. They do. They're not good on defense. They're getting punch blocks. They're not good on special teams. And of course, they look abysmal and awful on offense. Big show ahead. Adam Burke later on this hour. We'll chat with Brad Powers in the second hour and then our Tuesday staple with Entourage creator Doug Ellen in hour number three. Come on back right here on VSIN Primetime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week visit betmgm for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in nevada please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 it is vsin prime time here on vsin alongside super bowl champ former two-lane great sean king so sean yesterday we hit it we hit on it a little bit and by the way shouts to our guy paul charchian Good hits on his two favorite props yesterday, which were both running backs to go over their receiving yards prop. Both came home. Even hitting the uh, Derek Carr multiple kind of touchdowns. bad number. Yeah. Because he had them at 15, and I think they were, what, 19 and 18 and a mm-hmm. half? Still got there. The one that just got over. It was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He had 20. Yeah. And uh, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs was balling yesterday. Well, I want to get to everything that transpired in that game momentarily, but we hit on something yesterday just briefly because it was Monday Night Football. There's a lot going on. And it's the situation in Washington. So Washington plays on Thursday night. They got a short week to prepare for the Chicago Bears. Uh, they're a pick em against the Bears, a low total. And Carson Wentz and the Commanders are 1-4 and four on the season. And yesterday, when asked about the quarter, the the differences between the Giants and the Eagles and the Cowboys. Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Commanders, Sean had a one-word answer. His one-word answer was quarterback. And I think at that moment he recognized I got to start backtracking, and he started to backtrack. And then today, in front of the media. He said, quote, I had a bad day. He said he addressed it in front of the team. He said he apologized. Carson Wentz uh, went to 
the media and said, coach addressed it, handled it. Nothing I'm overly concerned about. I feel very confident. So Carson Wentz, I think, handled himself very properly uh, after his coach blasted him in front of the media. I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this. As a former starting quarterback in the NFL, Sean, it's the most pressure-filled job in the league. And when your team is struggling, you get times get thrown under the bus. What did you make of Ron Rivera, who went after Carson Wentz and said the difference in a division whose starting quarterbacks right now are Jalen Hurts, very good, Cooper Rush, okay, and Daniel Jones. And he said the difference between the 1-4 and four start for Washington and the 4-1 and one or better starts for everyone else in the division is quarterback. Well, this is interesting because, you know, Tim, I was raised to whom much is given, much is required. And I think the issue with Carson Wentz, and it's not his fault because he did what anyone would do in this situation, is he's already touched $100 million in career earnings from the NFL. And yet he's been discarded by three teams in favor of other quarterbacks. The Eagles decided that Jalen Hurts was the answer. The Indianapolis Colts decided they wanted to trade for Matt Ryan instead of Carson Wentz. And based on what you hear Ron Rivera saying, it's as though the commanders are very disenfranchised after four games. And I don't think it's the talent or lack of talent. I think it's the lack of intangibles. Like, have you ever been around a person like that you just know, I will follow that person. Mm -hmm. Like, they may not be the best player. Like, they may not have the most talent, but they communicate with me in a way that makes me feel like they are all in for the team-oriented success. And there's some kind of personality flaw that Carson has because he gets the same kind of send-off. No one was sad or upset that he was not in Philly anymore. In Indy, they publicly advocated for how different it was with Matt Ryan in the building. Yep. Now you don't hear any commander's players defending Carson Wentz. Yet when you look at his numbers, they aren't bad. So I just think in this situation, if I was a friend of Carson, and I said this is why I kind of was the only person that I heard that had any confidence in him coming into this season, at what point do you become introspective? At what point do you self-reflect? Okay, this is the third organization. The narrative has been the same with all three places. At some point, I got to realize it's me. So I would not be mad at Ron Rivera. I would be disappointed that he took it publicly, but I also would use it as maybe this is my final warning because they're about to pull the plug if something doesn't change immediately. Because if I owned the Washington Commanders, I would be playing Sam Howell as my starter this week. And there are two reasons, Tim. I'm not giving up on the season, but obviously with Carson Wentz, we're not a playoff team, mm -hmm. no matter how you look at it. I saw Taylor Heineke for a full season last year. We obviously, as an organization, because here's how this goes. When you decide to evaluate the quarterback position, the first thing you, do, you look for is in the building. Taylor Heineke was already in the building. They were not at a position as an organization where they felt like that was enough. Okay, then you look, okay, what else around the league can we go get? Carson Wentz was available. They brought Carson Wentz in. Then you look at the draft. So they did not think very highly of Taylor Heineke because they brought a quarterback in in free agency and they drafted one. So why not go to Sam Howell? You find out 
we're five games in, right? There's 17 games. Mm-hmm. In the next 12 games, two things happen. First, you find out that your quarterback of the future is already on the commander's roster. And listen, he's going to team-friendly deal for the next three years. Number two, you probably aren't going to be very good, but you also find out that you either do or don't believe in Sam Howell. So you set yourself up to get the ultimate prize if the quarterback to lead you to the playoffs is not in the building, and that's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or to a lesser degree, Will Levis. You do nothing by starting Carson Wentz the rest of the season and ending up 7-10, and 10, ending up 6-11. and 11. I, it, it does nothing for your organization. Well, and the thing you have to keep in mind, too, is they were bidding against no one. They traded for him, which makes this comment from Ron Rivera absolutely hysterical. And then you think back to the preseason when a reporter in Washington, D.C. asked Carson Wentz some very pointed questions. They were tough. Mm-hmm. But I thought Carson Wentz, to be honest, handled it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then Jason Wright, the team president, who, by the way, is in charge of business operations, felt the need to blast the reporter because they were nervous how Carson Wentz would handle that. And now, five games into the season, the head coach has already thrown him under the bus. He's backtracked. He's apologized. But to your point, the Washington Commanders need to keep a really close eye on the snap situation because I believe the second pick that they they gave up to Indianapolis was a conditional pick. So, yeah, you've got to evaluate what you've got there. And to your point about Carson Wentz and the numbers that he's had so far, Sean, he did this last year in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. He had pretty good numbers, but in big moments, he makes boneheaded mistakes. And even in the game against Jacksonville that they ultimately won, which, by the way, doesn't look like a bad win right now, he threw a screen pass that was picked off at the line of scrimmage. You know, his plays at the end of the game in a 21-17 game, we talked about him yesterday. What are you trying to do? He threw, should have thrown a pick on the first play. Second play was thrown into coverage. Uh, you know, it's just, that's, I think, what has to be frustrating to coaches. But I don't know what it is when you walk into Ashburn, Virginia, uh, and you you just lose your mind, apparently. Because, I mean, Ron Rivera's got to be feeling it now, right? He's on the hot seat. I mean, he very well could be out of a job come the end of the season because of, Everything that's unfolded. And by the way, his defense has underperformed so far this year. With all the first-round picks out there, it's not only Carson Wentz's fault. I think it's their defense's fault as well. And Rivera has a legitimate crutch anytime Daniel Snyder asks what's going on with the defense. Chase Young still hasn't returned from injury. There is no excuse on offense. They paid Terry McLaurin. They bought in Jahan Dotson, who has four touchdown catches. Uh, Logan Thomas was out this last game, but he's been back from injury. And I just think Carson Wentz, when he fails, does not look apologetic about the failure. And I think that loves a lot of people the wrong way when he's making almost $30 million this year. Yeah, so it was uh, certainly a a day where, you know, typical Washington fashion, they stink on the field, but they can't stay out of the headlines. That is what they – ultimately do by the way the Seattle Mariners just got out of a a little bit of a jam there in the seventh inning seven to three Mariners leading the Houston Astros as they turn a double play uh, to end the bottom of the seventh so quite the impressive day so far for the dogs as earlier today it was the Phillies who got home we'll see if the Cleveland Guardians can pick up a win as a 
plus 177 underdog. We'll talk to, talk to VEASAN's Adam Burke, a little Major League Baseball playoffs, a little college football as well. We'll do that next right here on VEASAN Primetime. This is VEASAN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab at your VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoop experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself that edge this NBA season and get the VSIN NBA Betting Guide by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber today at VSIN.com slash subscribe alongside Sean King I am Tim Murray Mariners leading by four runs right now in the eighth inning seven to three the score two games to come later on today we will get into those and some college football as my co-host for the Tuesday morning edition of the VEASAN college football betting podcast you can also read all his work on VEASAN.com it is Adam Burke you can follow him there on Twitter too at skating tripods Adam I want to get the baseball here in just a moment as you've got your Guardians hat on good for you as you should <laughs> repping your squad there Quantrell uh, baby um, we just got new News, and I'm not sure if you've completely updated your power ratings, but each and every week on Mondays, Adam has his updated power ratings for college football. Jalen Daniels of Kansas is out for the remainder of the year. What do you do with Kansas moving forward? And this weekend now as an eight, eight and a half point underdog to Oklahoma, what would you do in that spot? Yeah, my line with a healthy Jalen Daniels would have been two and a half. And I've got about a six point adjustment for Daniels here in the Jayhawks. So that'll take this line up to eight and a half, which is pretty much where the market is. And look, it remains to be seen if six points is enough of an adjustment because Jalen Daniels has just been so dynamic for this Jayhawks team. Now, you and I talked about it. Bean came in after the after the Daniels injury and it kid threw some dimes. He was throwing the ball around the yard a little bit. But there's a reason why Daniels was the starting quarterback here. There's a reason why the offense looked as good with him as it did. So we'll see. I mean, I will say this. Bean definitely gets a pretty bad defense to try to pick on here this week with the Sooners. Yeah, I, I kind of want to take the over because, Burke, this is going to sound crazy. Bean is a better athlete than Daniels, and he's more explosive. But erratic would be the understatement of the year when it comes to his consistency locating the football. So it seemed when he threw the ball down the field, he was extremely accurate. Everything else, the pass catchers had no shot. But he publicly, Lance Leopold has said, is the fastest player on this Kansas team. When you look at how bad Oklahoma has been defensively, if Dylan Gabriel's there, you have to presume Sooners are going to score some points. Maybe the over? I don't think it's a bad idea, especially because when you've got kind of a dual threat guy like Bean where – you don't have a ton of film on him, you know, at least not in this Kansas offense. So that's something that maybe the defense won't be fully prepared. Maybe he is a guy that can improvise a little bit, kind of take off, tuck it and run, extend some drives that way. And look, as we know, Oklahoma's defense has not played well. And frankly, Kansas's defense isn't all that good either. So I, I could definitely see this game, you know, being one where maybe the total gets over adjusted because anytime a starting quarterback goes out, it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal from a modeling standpoint with the projections that those people have. But I still think that 
this is a game where I'd much rather be sitting on an over ticket as opposed to an under. Yeah, uh, especially when you saw Oklahoma's defense get torched two weeks ago by TCU and then torched last week by Texas. Uh, so, yeah, hoping that they're going to get stops is probably not somewhere you'd uh, you'd like to be. You can follow Adam on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Read all his work at vcin.com. Uh, let's, uh, let's jump to the big boy of the week, and that is Tennessee hosting Alabama. They have not defeated Alabama in the Saban era, uh, 2006 was their last victory over their arch rival, the third Saturday of October tradition. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the podcast. It feels like it's one of those lines where the odds makers are begging you to take Tennessee, right? That hook is still hanging out there, seven and a half. I haven't touched it yet. Bryce Young is, I would assume, likely to play. He was in uniform last weekend against Texas A&M, but ultimately did not play with that sprained AC joint. What do your numbers say about this game, and and, and how would you look right now, Adam, to, to potentially play this game? Maybe I've been a little bit slow to adjust Alabama down because, honestly, with Bryce Young, I mean, they were still having some issues at the wide receiver position. Jameer Gibbs has had to carry this team offensively, both in the running game and as a guy out there getting targets in the passing game. Maybe I haven't adjusted Alabama down enough, but if Bryce Young plays, I have this game 12 and a half. If he doesn't, I have this game six and a half. So as of now, my thought is the line is thinking that Bryce Young maybe won't play, Mm. but obviously we'll have to wait and see as we go throughout the week here. And again, maybe my number is just a little bit high on on the Alabama side, but look, Tennessee has been power rated like a top five team pretty much all year long. That's how they've been lined in the market. We'll find out how real that is here when the Crimson Tide come to Rocky Top. I have not confirmed it yet, but I did get a text saying that Bryce Young did not practice today. Ooh. But I also was told that Bryce Young could have played last week in the AM game. They announced him the starter, I yeah. believe, in the stadium. And him and his collection of advisors decided against it. So I would presume we'll see him. I'll say this. I'm with you. Uh, Burke, Tim will tell you I've been down on Alabama since about week two. This is not their normal group of first-round draft picks at wide receiver. This is not their dominant offensive line where they can just run the ball whenever they want to. And they're good, not great, on defense. I think they are ripe to be upset. We'll see if Tennessee is the team to do it. I mean, Texas should have been. You know, yep. Quinn Ewers stays in that game. Texas would have beaten them. And, look, I will say this. Tim and I mentioned this on the College Football Podcast. And I encourage everyone to rate, review, subscribe. Make sure you listen to that, all three editions throughout the course of the week. I know that last week the 24-20 win doesn't look very good, but also Alabama outgained Texas A&M 5.7 to 4.5 in yards per play. They were the better team in that game. Turnovers are what really kept that game close. Could be a factor here this week, obviously. Could be a factor any week. But I think maybe Alabama's being downgraded a little bit too much for that performance, where they still ran the ball very effectively. They just had some turnovers that kept the game close. And, and I guess my evaluation is the opposing quarterback was awful. So they weren't really defending a balanced offensive attack. They get Hendon Hooker, who outside of when Quinn Ewers played in that Texas game, will be the best, most well-rounded quarterback they've played. So we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, I it, think that defense is going to get tested because yeah. Josh Heupel, not getting a lot of credit nationally, but he is doing a tremendous job down there in Rocky Top. Yeah, it, it, they've been they've been impressive so far. Um, you know, Florida was able to get in the back door, but I thought they controlled the majority of that game. The Pittsburgh game, you know, now hindsight being what it is, 
Maybe not all, that all impressive to need overtime to be pit, but still they got it done. They found a way to win. So uh, rightfully so, the uh, the biggest game of the weekend. I do want to leave some time here, Adam, and talk some baseball. We still have two divisional series to get going, and we'll start with the team that you're repping on your dome there, and that would be the <laughs> Cleveland Guardians. Uh, tonight, uh, depending on where you look, I'll just use the consensus line. It looks like around a plus 175 dog. And for the series, they're around plus 180, uh, plus 170 at BetMGM. So we'll start with tonight and then take a look at the series. Uh, how do your Cleveland Guardians get the win in this series? I just want to say I cleared the hat with our program director, John Goulet, who's a Yankees fan. So I don't know if he's just throwing me a, a bone here or what, but I, I did make sure I cleared that first for the appearance here. Uh, look, you know, there are a couple of things I don't like about tonight's game for Cleveland, and there are a couple of things I do like. I'll start with what I don't like. I don't like Cal Quantrill as a pitch-to-contact guy against this Yankees lineup. That is something that's a big-time worry to me. With that being said, Quantrill's a guy among starting pitchers who threw at least 2,000 pitches to right-handed batters. He was top 10 in average exit velocity against. So he's a throwback. He's a command guy. He's a Kyle Hendricks type of guy, to mention the Cubs starter, who also pitches to a lot of contact, keeps the ball in the park, limits hard contact, all of that. Those are all attributes that Cal Quantrill has. One thing I do like for Cleveland is there's an off day tomorrow. So if Quantrill gets in trouble, Terry Francona can be very aggressive with his bullpen here, try to get two innings out of Karen Chak, try to get two innings out of Class A, maybe the same with Trevor Steffen. We'll see how he decides to play this, but if Quantrill gets in trouble, he can be aggressive with the bullpen and try to use guys for multiple innings. What I, another thing I don't like for Cleveland here, the one knock on Garrett Cole all season long has been the long ball. Cleveland doesn't hit them. They're 28th in the regular season in home runs. They only hit two in that wild card series and accounted for all three of their runs. And Garrett Cole is a guy that has a lot of margin for error, throwing 98-99 with that fastball. And we saw the, the Guardians have a lot of issues with Tampa Bay's hard throwers in that wild card round. So I think the Yankees win tonight. Ultimately, as much as I hate to say this, I think it's probably Yankees in four, maybe five. But, you know, look, we've seen a couple of barking dogs already here today, and hopefully Cleveland can follow suit. So, Adam, I'm 6-0 and on the day. And here's the approach I took. I think baseball's a rhythm game. I think the time off hurts the favorite. I don't think any of the underdogs should be as big of underdogs as they are. So I took Yerfi in the first inning. I took uh, the underdog first three and first five in both early games. So I'm going to do that. Uh, if Contrell or Cole is rusty, then I see some runs being scored. And I think the Dodgers-Padres games is going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I think the, the rust thing could come into play. It certainly has in the first two games here already. And as you said, it's a rhythm game. You play every day in the regular season. Now all of a sudden you get four days off. We're just kind of sitting around anxious, waiting for the playoffs to begin. It can be a tough thing for the favorites. And maybe that plays out again here. He's Adam Burke. Great stuff, Adam. Follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. Read all his work, vsin.com. And of course, as he mentioned, part of the vsin College Football Betting Podcast. Adam, we appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Go Guardians. <laughs> it is Vsin Prime Time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time, with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention, Ben MGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement as BetMGM at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is Prime Primetime. 
Thanks, as always, to Adam Burke for jumping on the show. Things have gotten a little more interesting there in H-Town as Alex Bregman just hit a two-run homer, and it is now 7-5. Mariners still in the lead, but the uh, deficit now down to two. Uh, this is a VEASAN pro tip. If you like an underdog in the Major League Baseball playoffs, I'd advise taking them first five. You just, the bullpens are too, it's just, they're so sporadic. And then you're against, like, the best-hitting teams out there. Just go first five. You know you get the starting pitcher. You know who's the one you're backing. I mean, can you believe? And, and the Mariners are the ones that played that, uh, well, they were down 9-2 or something. Yeah. Came, came back, back against 10, the Blue nine. Jays. Yep. Uh, so, I mean. Almost solved tonight, too, or earlier today, I should say. Phillies had a 7-3 uh, lead was, going into the ninth. It was 7-1. Well, that then was, it got to 7-3. 7-1 yeah, in the fifth. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, a 7-6 final earlier today. So still two games to come uh, with the Guardians and Yankees. That one coming up 7-37 Eastern. And then late night, San Diego and the Dodgers, 9-37 Eastern start time there. If you're just tuning in, I am on Yerfi. Yes, Ron in the first inning of the Guardians, Yankees, and myself and Tim are on the New York Rangers tonight as the NHL season kicks off. See, I don't chastise or demean. I just want us to pull for our pockets, unlike some who, you know, go against what our co-host likes to say. Like when I bet the season win total under for the Nets, Sean betting against his Beloved Lightning tonight. I said that's a good. That's a good thought. Don't mush us, okay? Well, I just, I'm in, just saying, instead don't of you, mush us. instead of you joining me in solidarity on what was the easiest win total bet of the Dude, season, oh, we're trying to cash a ticket I, tonight. I, I cashed my ticket back in March, and all you could do was, you know, yell at me instead of saying, you know what, Tim, I trust your intuition well, see, on the team that you here, follow very closely here's that they will win less than seventy-one games. Here's the plan. Mm-hmm. We want to make as much money as we can tonight and tomorrow after we both hit our bets yesterday so we can put it all on the over in Chicago, Washington for yeah. Thursday night. We're going over because, in that game? Oh, you know it's going over. Oh, I'd say, I'm just, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be the best game of the year. Yes, absolutely. You know it's going to be 35-31 type game. It's going to be great. Can we get your popcorn ready? Carson's going to come out balling. Zing, zing, zing. What? Justin, Rivera said they got a quarterback problem in Washington? Justin Fields running all over the field. Oh, yeah. This oh, is going to be a shootout. Total yeah. of 38. This is good. That might, they might fly over Each that the first Each team's going to score 38. They might be over that by halftime. All right. It is a top three Tuesday. Hey, maybe after calling out his quarterback and throwing him under the bus and then backing up over it, maybe Ron Rivera will win coach of the year. Uh, Probably not. No. All right. So we do this, and we've been doing this the past couple of weeks. We take a look at a current futures market, and we say what we believe to be the best value play out there. And today we're going to do NFL Coach of the Year. So we'll start from the bottom on up, Sean. And remember, this is value play. Nick Sirianni is the favorite, rightfully so, at plus 150. We'll see if either one of us have Nick Sirianni on there. But who is your third best selection? for Coach of the Year right now? For me, it's my third selection, but it's also my most likely of my three, and that's Minnesota head coach Kevin O'Connell. Vikings sit at 4-1 and one in the NFC, was that, North? North. Yep. And with the way Green Bay looks average at best, 
you have no faith in Chicago or Detroit making sustained runs. I think the Vikings win the North. And him being a first-year coach, uh, if Kirk Cousins can avoid just imploding on any more national games, and I think O'Connell's going to have a legitimate shot at 12-1. to 1, I thought that was good value. Yeah, I don't disagree whatsoever. Because um, and- it generally goes to a first-year head coach, generally. And if he wins the division, that, that's a heck of a feather on his resume. Well, and, you know, a division that's been dominated by the Packers, and this yeah. is the year right now. It looks like the Packers have some issues. The Vikings already beaten the Packers. So, uh, yeah, don't disagree with that whatsoever. Uh, my sh- This is my number three choice. It is the shortest odds. Uh, but I got to throw Brian Dable on here because if somehow, some way, Sean, in an NFC that looks relatively gettable for those wild card selection or spots, if the Giants get into the playoffs, how does Brian Dable not win this award? Brian Dable and the Giants, or da- the Giants prior to Brian Dable, were a disaster. They were 4-13 and last year. They had a quarterback situation that looked untenable, may still be, but they're right now 4-1. and one. I don't know if it's sustainable. The reason he's my number three selection is because those odds are relatively short. He has the second shortest odds right now at BetMGM behind Nick Sirianni of the Eagles. But I had to put him on there because I believe if they go 10-7, and seven, that's a six-game improvement. You're in the playoffs. I think he wins the award. But he's my number three selection because those odds are shorter than most in this market. Well, I'm not rooting against you long-term, but this upcoming week, I am wholly against you. Uh, I, I think I'm taking the Ravens. Ooh, and survivor. Okay. So I hope Dable has his worst coaching worst coaching game to date. My number two value pick in NFL Coach of the Year is Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. If you go back to the preseason conversation, everyone thought this would be a down year for the Dallas Cowboys. Yet, even without their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott, for four of their five games, they still sit at four and one. Arguably the best defense in the National Football League. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, looks great. Uh, the the running back duo has been outstanding. They just got Michael Gallup back to go with a emerging Noah Brown and a CD Lamb that's flashed explosive plays. Probably haven't been as consistent as you like, but if the Cowboys perform this weekend in a showdown primetime matchup versus the Philadelphia Eagles, I think the value lies with Mike McCarthy, who's at twenty to one, as opposed to Nick Soriani, who's currently sits at plus one fifty in most markets. Yeah, if they win this weekend, certainly those odds uh, would shrink. I just can't trust Mike McCarthy as as far as I can throw him. So he was pretty good as the Green Bay head coach. Yeah. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Brett, he also had Aaron Rodgers. That helps. Yeah. Um, all right, my number two is is Sean McDermott. He's twenty to one, head coach of the Buffalo Bills. They're the best team in the NFL. Now, we'll see. We'll find out what they truly are made of this weekend when they take on the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, Patrick Mahomes, I saw this stat. As an underdog, 7-0-1 ATS. He has never lost money in the NFL as an underdog, so something to keep in mind there. <laughs> um, and I, I understand that normally coaches coming off of a team that was in the uh, what divisional round of the playoffs last year was thought to be you know Super Bowl favorites going into this year don't win this award and that's fair but John Harbaugh won this award three years ago when they went 14 and two Ron Rivera won this award when they went 15 and one when he was in the Panthers you know Jim Harbaugh went 13 and three in San Francisco the 16 and 0 Bill Belichick led team he won the Coach of the Year so if this team finds a way to go 15 and two 16 and one which I don't know if it's likely but still at 20 to 1 having that coach of what looks to be the best or one of the two best teams in the NFL 
If they end up with a gaudy record, there's a good likelihood that he could bring this home award, this award home, and that's why I put him up there at twenty to one. I'm not mad at that. By the way, I sent your boy Mahomes some bars because that uh, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, that ain't gonna get it. Uh, having <laughs> said that, my hell Mary uh, play is Robert Salah, head coach of the New York Jets. The uh, Jets sit currently at three and two, only one game. Behind those Buffalo Bills yeah. of Sean McDermott. So if you've watched the Jets play, they're much improved. That's a huge market. My theory is if they're in playoff contention around week 14, 15, Robert Salah is going to be the talk of the National Football League. So at 50 to 1, let's take a flyer. Hey, can't can't knock you for throwing a little Hail Mary. My number one selection is Doug Peterson. Head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Look, disappointed. I know we're not very happy with yeah. Doug Peterson right now, but this is betting, and you got to think about it this way. If the Jacksonville Jaguars, Sean, in what looks to be a completely up-for-grabs division in the AFC South, win the AFC South, which we were talking about prior to them losing to the Texans last week. If they figured it out, and Trevor Lawrence stops throwing interceptions in the end zone, how does Doug Peterson not win Coach of the Year if those mighty Jaguars win a very, very gettable division the guy in the AFC? The guy just cost you six million, and you put him number one. Got to. Got to turn around. Short memory. Hey, he may have lost me $6 million, but he could win me a whole hell of a lot at 16 to 1. It is V-CIN primetime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 